Welcome to Episode 3 of Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osmond, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about why your poop matters. Now, this is information that you are going to want. It's essential for growing your vitality mindset to have a healthy gut. You want to feel your best. The goal of this podcast is to help you run and play for as long as possible. To clear the air, I want you to know that I ask all of my patients about their bowel habits. Um, and that's pretty weird because I'm actually a dentist, but but it's essential. It's really health starts in the gut. We know that. And I'm learning, of course, that the gut starts in the mouth. But today we're going to talk about that lower gut, which you uh, would be thinking more about your gut, your digestive tract, past your mouth. So, So how often do you have a bowel movement? I mean, why in the heck does it matter? It matters more than most of us could ever think about. Um, so as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I've, I got so interested in full body health based on what I was seeing with my clinical patients. I noticed that people who had a healthy mouth, had a healthier body, who had a healthier body, had um, a healthier mouth, their blood numbers, of course, reflected this. They had more energy, more mental vitality, uh, typically more optimistic outlooks, uh, just in every way they were feeling better. And that was so interrelated. It's not just one thing. It's not a magic pill. It's not a secret berry from the Amazon. It's it's many things that uh, coalesce to to help a person feel good. But it starts with the gut. And the gut affects so many areas and so many areas affect the gut. So why does it matter if you have a good bowel movement every day? Gut health is linked to all of the things that you want in order to have abundant vitality. So so whether your gut is healthy or not affects your immunity. So there, you know people that catch everything going around. I had, you know, people who would say, oh, colds are going around. I catch everything going around. And that was a great way to start the discussion. You know, the question, well, tell me about your poop. And it was so hilarious the way people would respond. They would always stare at me like, why is my dentist asking me about my bell habits? But then they would sort of take a deep breath and say, oh, thank you for asking. Um, it is basically a chore. Or if I would say, how often do you have a bowel movement? They would often, so often that I can't even, I couldn't even believe it. They would say, it's virtually non-existent. In other words, I was shocked at all the people that struggled with their daily bowel habits. So that, and that was such an essential part of my uh, functional medicine master's degree. In fact, it was the first, the first big module that I took. So we know that gut health is related to immunity. So what about sleep? Yes, gut health is is greatly related to sleep. Your serotonin is stored in your gut. Uh, much of it's produced there. That's essential for melatonin. 
gut health is related to anxiety. I, I We've got to have a whole podcast, maybe a series on anxiety and gut health. It's amazing. It's called the gut brain axis and it makes so much difference. I consistently find that people who get their guts healthy start experiencing less and less and less anxiety. And the good news about that is that when people experience less anxiety, they're able to do other, uh, you know, health benefiting activities. They, they just feel better about life. Uh, their, their vitality increases. Uh, also, gut health is related to mental clarity. You've heard the old term that someone's full of it. Well, there's a heck of a lot of truth to that. Uh, the, um, you know, constipation. If, you, if you're constipated, you're not going to feel good. And, uh, oh my goodness, the record that a patient told me in terms of constipation is 30 days. Now, how can anybody feel good if they haven't pooped for 30 days? I mean, you know, pretty much you could uh, be not liable for anything you do if you haven't pooped for 30 days. But but it's, it's very, very much related. It's, um, it's very inflammatory to not have a good bowel movement. And so that increases your susceptibility to many cancers. Many of the cancers that are so prevalent in our society. In fact, the top three are breast cancer, uh, prostate cancer, and colon cancer in terms of diagnosis. And those are all related to chronic inflammation. And lots of good research has been done to show that gut health uh, is is related to cancer development and to cancer growth. Now, gut health is, um, well, I'll be back up. Uh, gut problems are are a key to developing autoimmune problems. So think about Hashimoto's thyroiditis, or think about rheumatoid arthritis, or think about Crohn's disease. Uh, Think about any of these big lupus. Think about uh, all of these autoimmune diseases that are becoming so prevalent. The uh, component of developing autoimmunity is having having gut it's called gut dysbiosis and that just means an unhappy gut so so people with autoimmunity typically have a genetic uh, tendency to have that autoimmune problem but then the they also have to have an unhealthy gut in order for that the those genes to get activated. We talked about epigenetics in episode one, and this is a great example of how epigenetics works. If you have the gene for autoimmunity, you're probably not going to develop that specific problem if your gut is super healthy. So so a healthy gut is also a part of controlling your blood sugar including type 2 diabetes. It's essential for nutrient absorption, toxin elimination, and that's just just part of it. You just you're going to feel better if you if you are having a daily easy bowel movement. So that's where that's what the goal is for developing uh, vitality. So from my clinical experience, you know, I found that uh, not having a daily bowel movement was sort of normal. Now, we've discussed normal before, and normal is not where we want to be. The normal person is not brimming with vitality. I mean, just look around. So consider what normal is in our world today. I mean, that's dehydrated. Uh, it's irritated constipated. Uh, Constipation's too normal. Normal is frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, 
under-rested. Normal is totally stressed out. And so you really want to avoid normal. So so what's hindering people from having uh, good bowel movements these days? Well, there's a lot of things that are getting in our way. Number one, we're sitting too much. Sitting's the new smoking. And, and it's just easy to sit. I mean, I've uh, certainly, I set my timer actually whenever I'm researching or studying or, or, or working at, at my desk and I sit it for 30 minutes and at 30 minutes I get up and stretch and sometimes that 30 minutes seems like it's been five minutes. I mean, it's, it's shocking. If I was not setting my timer, I literally could sit there for two or three hours because I, I so love my work. Uh, another thing that hinders normal, forget I said normal, uh, another thing that hinders consistent daily healthy bowel movements uh, our medications. Many people are on uh, antihistamines, uh, medica- all kinds of medications that are dehydrating. Anything that makes your mouth dry is probably contributing to constipation or diarrhea. Um, and so that hinders it. Stress hinders it. Think about think about if you're running from a tiger. So many people are running from the tiger all day long. They're running from something that is stressing them out. And when your body's under stress, you're on high alert. If you're running from a tiger, you're not going to take time to have a bowel movement. And your your body is going to, to lock up because your body is going to mobilize to to get away from the tiger and not be dead. Not being dead is more important than a bowel movement as far as our bodies go, as far as the stress reaction. So, so that's one of the things that hinders uh, healthy healthy bowel motion. Another thing is are the foods we eat. Many of the the foods have the, the fiber stripped from them. They're refined, and I think um, it's pretty hilarious that they're called refined because they're it really it just means they're barren of of anything good that really helps your body thrive. Another thing is just you know time restriction. Uh, many of my wellness coaching people tell me that they roll out of bed, uh, grab something to eat, and head to work. So they really don't take time to re- relax and let their body get into the mode. So uh, lots of things are in our world that are that are normal are not good. So we have to use our brains to rethink what we're doing now. I told you that um, I was in in a regular family dental practice for 34 years, and I loved so much of it. So I got to observe all these patterns, and I, I noticed that lots of people were taking Metamucil, and they were having a bowel movement, but it was dependent on laxatives. So so if you're dependent on laxatives, then then don't consider that to be a good thing. You want to let your body move naturally with uh, some of the strategies I'm going to talk about. So I want to tell you about the life of a fascinating doctor who was born in in Ireland in 1911. I have Irish ancestry, so I really hope that I'm related to Dr. Dennis Burkett because he was one of the most keenly observant people I've ever heard of in my ever, ever in my all my studies. He he was uh, injured as a kid and lost one of his eyes. And his dream then was to become an engineer. So he worked really hard to get into the engineering program at Trinity College there in Dublin. But 
during that time, he he went to an evangelical meeting and became a Christian. So he felt God's call on his life to change his major and become a physician. Now, this was just so shocking to his family because his entire life, he'd, he'd said, I want to be an engineer, anything but a doctor or a dentist. So here he was changing his major, becoming a physician, and it really was God's call in his life because he made he he just made such a a change in the world at that time during the time he was living. But he's also impacting all of us now. He he went to Kenya during World War II to serve uh, as a a physician in during the war, and during that time he he just made some amazing observations. He noticed that the people there suffered from very different afflictions than those in in Europe or in the United States. He note he coined the term small stools, big hospitals, big stools, small hospitals. So, what does that mean? What he noticed is that people who have large bowel movements, I mean, as a group in Africa, uh, didn't need big hospitals. They didn't suffer from the same chronic illnesses that people in more highly developed countries suffered from. So so then conversely, uh, small stools, big hospitals, he was noticing the increase of chronic disease, things like heart disease, type 2 diabetes, cancers, uh, you know, even pneumonia, all these, all these, uh, all these chronic inflame, inflammation-related problems uh, that were so so prevalent in developed countries. So he started trying to figure out why. He thought at first maybe it had something to do with ethnicity. So he followed people that would would move from Africa to Europe or to the United States, and and find out, you know, what what their health like looked like later. Well, he found that when they moved, they developed the same problems as the people living there. It didn't have anything to do with um, ethnicity. It was absolutely due to geographical location. As a result of his keen curiosity and uh, power of applauding this disease. Disco- well, he's part of discovering the Epstein-Barr virus. He worked with Dr. Epstein on that. and then he, But he also uh, found a the cause of a tumor that was afflicting a lot of kids in Africa, and it's named Burkitt's lymphoma. We I learned about Burkitt's lymphoma when I was in dental school, but have never seen a case of it in my entire practice. But even then thought, wow, this sounds like a great guy. We didn't talk about poop at all in dental school. But, um, but then when I heard his quote about small hospital, small uh, stools, big hospitals, and big stools, small hospitals, it just made so much sense. So I've started really just studying him, read all his books, and he's, he's known as the fiber man because he, he realized how much how much difference it really made in the lives of people. Now, this was not necessarily a popular idea back in, say, the, the 50s and 60s. I mean, compare compare the refined food to what we have now. He he talked about that people basically needed to eat more fiber. And I'll I'll give you some specifics on that in a minute. But 
but that was not popular because it, that's when uh, pe- when foods were starting, just starting to become more refined. We had more refined cereals. We had uh, white bread. I remember as a kid, we had a always had a plate of Wonder Bread on on our table. That was just that was just part of the meal, and that was sort of. I think maybe a sign of, wow, we can afford white bread. We don't have to make our own bread anymore. Well, that's just so funny because now I make bread and I just feel so thankful that um, that, that we're able to, you know, make bread and not have to eat white bread. I mean, isn't that funny how things go? So, so Dennis uh, Burkett is, is really one of my heroes. He he really deduced that the difference in these diseases comes from habits and not from genetics. Uh, so, so he put forth two theories that can really help simplify our bowel habits. There is there are so many elements, common elements that that have been solved with people just getting a healthier gut by eating more real food fiber. There's so many reasons for that. Um, But number one, it just, you know, kind of keeps everything moving. And when things keep moving, uh, toxins are eliminated and nutrients are better absorbed in in that gut lining. Dr. Burkett didn't know hardly anything compared to what we know now about gut health. But this is the place to start if you want to feel better. I think to start with the fiber-rich diet, there is, there's a download, a free download uh, in the show notes. I've put together just um, a list of, of fiber foods, and, and I would just suggest that you look at that and see where you are. It talks about a specific gram content fiber uh, content in grams with lots of common foods. It's very easy not to eat fiber. In our world, so many things that are so delicious, even so many things that are considered to be healthy, don't contain much fiber. So take a look at that. First, see where you are, and then uh, you can see where you need to be. The goal, the the current goal in the world of integrated medicine is 40 40 grams of fiber for men per day and 34 women. Now, in Dr. Burkett's world, he would probably say, in fact, he has said in some of his books, uh, to work up to like, you know, 50 grams. But that's a start low, go slow if you want to keep any of your friends. Because if you just start eating lots of fiber, suddenly, number one, you're not going to feel good. And number two, you're probably going to be, you know, tooting like a choo-choo train. So um, you don't you don't want to do that. <laughs> so so that's one thing. Start low, go slow. See where you are and work up. Real food fiber. Nobody has a metamucil deficiency. So you want it to be real food. And that real food that you eat also is, you know, loaded with nutrients that your your body needs to uh, to feel great, to have more vitality. The other thing that Dr. Burkett saw was that the people... Uh, in in Kenya, in Africa, generally in Africa, had a different toileting posture than people in Europe and the United States. So whoever talks about a toileting posture, well, this, this really matters because um, our bodies are designed in a specific way. And toilet, the toilet seat has not been around for that, for that long. This sort of a um, became real to me on my very first mission trip when 
I I thought I was in decent shape and had to squat and, you know, really couldn't do it. So before the next mission trip, I came home and, you know, got my body stronger to be able to do that. The squatting position enables your bowel to empty more completely. So the people, you know, in Africa would squat because they didn't have toilet seats. And this is this is the posture that that our guts are designed for. Setting doesn't allow our anatomy to, you know, flow freely and that that contributes to to a stagnation of the fecal matter, stagnation of the poop, which this leads to constipation hemorrhoids. What Dr. Burkett found that really opened his eyes was also that these people did not have hemorrhoids. They did not have appendicitis, which is one of the things he noticed. And they had uh, rarely had colon cancer. So, so you know, the hemorrhoids are, are just all too common here in um it's he he really has great research in this area so so a fiber rich diet and the squatting position oh one thing that that might help on the squatting position is to buy a squatty potty there are probably other brands but the squatty potty is the first one that i ever saw because they have the most hilarious commercial somebody was so creative and i always appreciate creativity and humor so so I think there have been copycats now, but but Squatty Potty is um like a little uh, oh step stool, I guess is a way to put it that you that fits closely around your toilet and you uh, put your feet up on it. It helps your body get more into that toileting posture that uh, Dr. Burkett noticed among the Native Africans. So very very useful. So in closing, remember that. It really, really, really matters matters that you have a good, healthy bowel movement every day. Another thing that's going to be uh, in the show notes for you to download is uh, the Bristol poop chart. You you don't want diarrhea. You don't want constipation. You want Goldilocks poop. You want it to be just right. You and that this has a picture. This has you know all different. Um, types of bowel movements and you can kind of see where you are and you can start getting healthier. Now, this is also going to be a key to weight loss. So many people get on diets and start trying to lose weight without getting their uh, toxin elimination systems healthy first. And and I'll talk a lot about this later, but it's really key. This is the starting place for vitality. Get your gut healthy. So, uh, three things to remember. Number one, make sure you're drinking water. You can't have a healthy bowel movement if you're dehydrated. So that's an easy thing to do. Um, get plenty of good water. The goal is to work your way. Uh, if you're healthy, your heart health is healthy to half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you want to drink about 75 ounces of uh pure water every day. Number two, figure out where you are based on your fiber content. You're going to know where your happy place is. You're going to be able to go into the bathroom, not take a book. If there's books in your bathroom, get rid of them. If you're staying long enough to read, you're staying too long. And that will uh, negatively affect you know you in every way as far as hemorrhoids and, and pain and all kinds of problems. So Find out where you are on your fiber list and then go low, start slow, start working up to at least 30 grams of fiber if you're female, 40 if you're male, and see how you feel. If you need more, you're probably going to feel better. So number three, you might invest in a 
a squatty potty because that's going to help. And they come in, I think, new decorator colors now. Ours is just white. So thanks for joining me. Uh, Remember, a vitality mindset takes the stress out of being healthy. There are simple ways to feel better. It's not about diets. It's not about fancy pills. It's not about fancy equipment or having to go somewhere or put on a certain outfit. It can just be fun to get healthier and to feel great because healthy doesn't have to be complicated, expensive, and no fun. Joining me, join me for episode four. We're going to talk about uh, weight loss mindset shifts. This is not a diet. Diets don't work, but mindset shifts do. Boy, I better be careful saying that. I could say something that I do not want to say. Mindset shifts do. So uh, take advantage of our free downloads. I thank you for joining me and blessings to you till next time. Bye-bye. P.S. Please like, subscribe, share. Just, Just find one person that you think might be full of it, that might need to listen to a podcast on why poop matters. It's going to help them. It's going to help you. Thanks a bunch. Bye-bye.